0: Oh baby, welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast today where we are going to be previewing the Big Ten college football season of 2022 where it's only I think about 24, 25 days, I think 24 to the Friday and then 25 days until we have the first real college football Saturday.
1: Yep, we're just just over two weeks away from the first Big Ten game. I think, to start the season. I think Northwestern plays Nebraska um, on the 27th, I think. So, um, I think the first Big Ten game is just around the corner. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, you know. Well, Northwestern's one of those teams that's always odd because they have horrible seasons, and then all of a sudden, the clear blue sky, they have, like, a, a season out of nowhere, like when they, oh, yeah, during like COVID. To COVID, um, they won the West, and then since then, they've... <laughs> are predicted to finish worst in the
0: West. And then they last year, I think they only won maybe three games. So, um, you know, one month in 2020 season, they won more games than they will have probably won in a year and a half since. Yeah.
1: And then you have, of course, um, well, then you, you know, Nebraska. I, I don't know what to say about them. I, they've, um, I, I don't think Martinez is back. Is he nope. for a 18th year? Nope. Um, but, I don't think anybody knows what goes on at Nebraska. I think Scott Frost is, um, um, <laughs> doing everything he possibly can. But I was like, you don't know if Nebraska is going to win a game, lose a game, give up a game. You know, I remember they hit all the leads last year. They kept blowing them. And, um, they got that fan base that obviously wants to go back and live back in the nineties and early two thousands when Nebraska's rolling through everybody. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, hey, it's a Big Ten football game. It's the way to start. So um, I don't know if either of those two teams would be – they would both be a surprise, I think, if they won. Now, I know Nebraska, I think, plays Oklahoma. Last year they played, I think, a game. So now I think it returns the home and home. So um, I guess we'll find out if Nebraska's anything when they play Oklahoma early in the season. So, um, yep, so we're just around the corner. In the last podcast, we previewed the other Power Five conferences. Here we are, Big Ten football – um, obviously, being up here in the north, we probably talk a little more in-depth, a little more passionate about where we think the Big Ten's going to fall. So let's start in the Big Ten, the west. Let's be honest, it seems like the west is always a little bit weaker than the east. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I, I would assume it's going to be. But um, let's go through some of the favorites that we think. Um, we were sitting here just a minute ago kind of doing some research, thinking what about Minnesota, Um, They like to row the boat. Um, Last year they had a ton of injuries. You were talking about them returning their quarterback. They had, I think, what, three running backs, I think, went out last year. I think they they had Abraham who got hurt towards the week
0: one, obviously.
1: And then I think it was like the fourth string quarterback, running back, I mean. So Minnesota is one of those teams you never know. You might not want to go up north and play there. Um, But if you look at their schedule, really. It's it's one of the easiest schedules I think you'll find around. Well,
0: that's pretty common. I mean that year in, in I think twenty nineteen when they started off nine and zero and then didn't even end up winning their side of the conference, um, they just didn't play anyone.
1: No, I mean they're out of conference schedule. I mean, Colorado, I guess they play with, they play in Michigan. They play at Michigan State, so that's it. Yeah, I mean tough they play game. at Michigan State and they play Iowa and at Penn State. I'm not saying, but I'm saying you know they don't even. I mean out of conference, Colorado probably not going to be the toughest out of conference game ever, mm-hmm. but. Um, and Michigan State, well, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But Minnesota, obviously, in the end, they don't, don't matter. They can lose to those teams. They just want to beat the teams in the West and mm-hmm. win the West. But um, it seems like um, well, we were just talking about, the coach yesterday or this, what, Sunday when we were um, golfing. There? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he does get the players to play for him. They play tough. They're gonna, They're going to kind of grind away at you. They're not flashy necessarily i think people thought maybe he was like a flashy coach they just they just are kind of uh they want to run the ball and Mm -hmm. um i guess try to outman you i just don't know if they got enough players to outman some of those teams but um i don't know a team that i guess based on the schedule do do i think they could beat michigan state yeah do i think they're going to beat penn state no but can they Heck yeah. And then it really comes down to that. I mean, I think they could beat everyone on their schedule. They could go 12-0, but I think
0: the the odds of them going 12-0 are pretty low. I'm not really a big believer in P.J. Fleck. I mean, obviously he's not a bad coach. I'm not saying that he's not a good coach. But um, do I think he's in the upper echelon of the Big Ten even? No, I don't think he's even in the top five of coaches in the Big Ten. I mean, I probably could name just a few off the top of my head that I think are probably better coaches Um, I mean, you get Ryan Day, I think Jim Harbaugh. Um, I don't want to say this just because, obviously, I hate seeing all the Michigan State stuff, but do I think Mel Tucker's probably a better coach? I'll say yes. Uh, I think he's probably going to do more than uh, P.J. Fleck has. Um, I know Northwestern sucks, but I think Pat Fitzgerald is a better coach probably. I think uh, Kirk Ferentz is probably about – I mean, he's better. He has more – he has done a lot. I guess he's done more with his career, but um, I think he's a coach that is living in the 90s and 80s, basically, uh, or at least 90s style and early 2000s style. Um, what's the coach of Wisconsin? I can't think of his name. I can see his face. Oh,
1: yeah, from um, the glasses. Mm. I
0: don't know. I can't yeah, think not, of it. Never... Uh, James Franklin, I don't know what to think about James Franklin, but do I think he's a better coach than P.J. Fleck? I would say maybe. Um, so... I mean, that's just the names I'm looking off their own schedule. Um, I just think that's right off the top of my head. Those are the names that... Uh, Paul Christ, yeah. Um, I just, right there alone, I, I don't know if P.J. Fleck is really a top-tier coach. Um, he plays a style that I feel like would have worked in the MAC, but I'm not sure it's going to really do too much in the Big Ten. And if he was in the East, I think he'd already be a a job
1: Yeah, I mean, but again, out West, I guess they can compete... I mean, they got to be mentioned. They're returning their quarterback. They're returning the running back. Um, They're returning many starters. You got to think Minnesota has a chance. I mean, it wouldn't surprise anybody. We go over, of course, to Iowa, Iowa football. I mean, Iowa's always going to kind of just grind you to death. Um, They start off with. But obviously, they get a test right away in week two. I mean, I know Iowa State and Iowa probably
0: aren't two great teams, but it's obviously a rivalry game, and any rivalry game usually, you know. comes out with a pretty good game even if neither team both teams aren't perfectly, you know, um, talented. Offensively
1: grind. they were definitely um, offensively challenged As Well it's just play the way that they
0: always will be under Kirk parents. I mean, I mean it's just a
1: pretty it's nine. a pretty obvious game plan. It's not
0: really surprising. It's a team that if you get up on, as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot, you're probably gonna win every time.
1: Defensively though they turn Obviously, ball yeah, the great defense uh, but
0: but was, well, your, your defense isn't going to win you a championship right now. I know Georgia just ended up winning a national championship last year and had probably one of the greatest defenses of all time and ever of college football. But the
1: playmaker. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't
0: think that their defense ever will win you games. It will keep you in games, but I think uh, nine times out of ten, a better offense is going to be a, is, is going to win over a good defense.
1: And I think the big thing for Iowa, that especially in today's game. Yeah, that hasn't been on their schedule in a while both Michigan and Ohio State. They play Michigan at home in early October, so the weather should be good. And then they travel to Columbus in later October. Um, you know, when, when those two teams are on your East schedule, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Minnesota don't play either of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is kind of off balance there a little bit with how that schedule goes. Well, so well, Iowa, again, offensively, um, you, think, you, you would think because i got to believe Kirk Barron's and his son here constantly how vanilla it is. And you're like, okay, maybe one year they're just going to go crazy. But, um, no, they don't. Well, that's what I thought last year when Michigan played them in the Big Ten Championship.
0: I, when I saw that they were playing Iowa, I wasn't even – I didn't think there was a chance Iowa could be them. one. If they would have played Wisconsin, I thought – I think it could, it could have been a game. Yeah. I, I think Wisconsin – not that Wisconsin is, you know, offensively, like, loaded. I'm not trying to say that. But I thought they could – surprise you with maybe a play action or a trick play where Iowa is just what you saw is what you got.
1: Well, it'll be interesting again. Iowa's another team out of the four so far that we think has a chance. Um, my my surprise team out west I think is definitely going to be Purdue. Um, I think Purdue has a great chance to win the west. Um well, they, they can s- get rolling week 1.
0: They're going to start their season 4-0 playing at Minnesota, so I, mean, but I don't know if Maryland really is
1: Well, Maryland's Uh, returning the most. Yeah, I get that, but they got
0: um, to his brother. Yeah, to his brother. Yeah, but he. They're
1: going to score
0: points, Maryland. Yeah, no, Maryland scored a lot of points last year too. I'm just saying.
1: I mean, if you look at the schedule, they're going to start off. Purdue is more more fundamentally sound. They're going to start off with Penn State, no doubt to me. Purdue's going to win that game. I think Penn State's walking into a Hornets nest. I think Penn State returns kind of some of the fewest starters in the Big Ten. Um, and then listen to the schedule. They play Indiana State, Syracuse, Fau, Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, and then finally they play Wisconsin, Iowa in back-to-back weeks, and end with Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana. I mean, there's a good chance they only could have potentially lose two games at mm-hmm. Wisconsin and Iowa. Um, Iowa Purdue is going to throw the football. Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of like a Maryland, but I feel like maybe a little yeah, bit... complete opposite. Yeah, you're right. O- opposite divisions, but they do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think Maryland may have a few more playmakers. I mean, last year, uh, I think Purdue threw for over 500 yards against Michigan State when they beat them. Yeah, I mean that's just absurd. But Purdue's one of these teams. You said it to me in a text message, and we were joking about how when they destroyed Ohio State a couple years ago, that they they're they, a team get, that get, upset they upset. get up to yeah they they do that, but then they're going to fall flat against FAA. Oh and yeah, yeah. Win by three points, and you're like, what in the world happened? So yeah. it's one of those things that I don't know. Was Ohio you,
0: State in 20? Was it 2018? And then Michigan State last year, um, yeah, same thing kind of, with Iowa. I mean, they just kind of are I good mean, for a late-season upset.
1: It just seems like Purdue, you know, they, they got the players. They got the offense, at least. I guess offensively they they can score. So that puts you in every game. Depends
0: on if that receiver is back. I don't know what his name was.
1: Uh, well, Steven looks that up. I mean, I just think, again, their schedule is, is – looking very favorably for them. Um, And, again, uh, what a way to start on a Thursday night. It's going to be a blackout game against Penn State. Um, David Bell. um, It's going to be really, really, um, I think, the the sleeper team in the Big Ten, um, especially in the West. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win the West. Yeah, he's not back. Um, He went to the Browns. um, All right. Go go Browns. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we'll see what happens, but – Purdue could be one of those sleeper teams. And finally, the team that everyone's going to pick to win, obviously, um, in the media is going to be Wisconsin. Wisconsin opens with Illinois State, Washington State, and New Mexico State. So um, I think the chance of them going 3-0 and is probably pretty good. And then, of course, um, they go straight to Columbus on the 24th of September to start the Big Ten season, uh, which obviously will be a, a huge game. They do play Michigan State as well. And then well. they've had
0: two kind of easy weeks with
1: Indiana, Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah, and then they play Michigan State, weeks. Purdue, Maryland, Iowa. Um, so, again, um, Wisconsin, they're, they're the same thing. They're, they're going to do the same game plan as Minnesota. They're going to try to pound it at you. Um, they're going to just kind of see if they can uh, knock, knock you, you know, beat you in the trenches. But um, with that being said, God, I don't know. I mean, sometimes that, it seems like that works some seasons and some seasons. Well, you would think Wisconsin's going to have a chance
0: to win the West due to the fact that they got that quarterback coming back. Um, I can't think of his name either. They had a running back that kind of um b- built a name last year at the end of the year. And I don't even know his name off the top of my
1: head, and but cool interesting Wisconsin. They only returned eight starters. Um, three on defense and five on offense from this past season's team. So, I mean, that's that's not the greatest number. I mean, and let's be honest. Offensively, I don't know how much that means, but defensively, only three starters on defense for a team that wins usually with their defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's a different that's a that's a different category. I think so, it was
0: Braylon uh, Allen, the running back, that kind of made a name for himself last year. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's what we know. We know Wisconsin's going to line it up. They're going to have the running back that everybody thinks uh, pound it at you and see what happens. Um, again. The question is with the team only returning three starters on defense, can they win on defense? I don't know. Got a great defensive coordinator. Um, they love him there. So we'll see what happens. But again, Wisconsin's going to be the name most most people talk about. So we'll see. Of course, out west, you could have Nebraska. Um, who else? Have we got Illinois. Um, you know, who knows what's going on? We got Brett Belama keep going in Illinois, so um, we'll see what happens, but those are probably the, the teams, the four teams that people are going to hear. Graham Morris is the quarterback I was thinking of. He'll oh, yeah. he in his third year. So. Great first year, first great game. first game. Race, and then things kind of just fell apart from there. So that well, last year, his season got better at
0: the end of the year. I think as a team, they just got better after they kind of got beat up. So I think they were maybe one and two after four weeks. I think they had a bye, and then they got beat right. up by Michigan. And then they kind of Played really well at the end of the year because they they were, I think they needed to have Iowa lose, or maybe Wisconsin ended up losing last week or whatever. That I think they were in line almost to play in the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Even though they started off one and two, so and losing to two Big Ten teams. So obviously, when you're zero and two through four weeks and um, zero and two in the Big Ten, that's not you know helpful.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of interesting. I'm excited to see. Um, again, I just I still feel like the divisions are. Aren't equal. Maybe I'm just crazy, but again, I feel like they play two different categories. I feel like the West Purdue to me is a little more action pace, but I don't know. I feel like they just play completely different out west. So we'll we'll see. Um now let's go to the east. We'll make all of our predictions at the end. We're gonna start off, I think, with um a team that just everyone talks about. Penn State. Penn State's got I think a kind of a brutal start. They they play at Purdue and then the third week they play at Auburn. Um last year of course i think they did get auburn up in penn state as Mm -hmm. we were just talking about here um then they have michigan on the 15th of october halloween weekend they play ohio state and then of course they always end the year with michigan state so five games are really going to make or break Mm -hmm. penn state season and i don't know i feel like penn state doesn't have as many returning starters um I, Sean I, Clifford, I guess, is 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 the, yeah. probably the reason why maybe they're somewhat always yeah. talked about, but and I mean, I James Franklin, you never know. He, he seems like you can go off the defense sometimes. <laughs> you know, he gets made fun sometimes, made fun of for clock management, some of his decision making. Um, always has yeah. a solid football team. I'm not saying Penn State isn't, but I I think we're going to find out right off the bat on that Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Penn State goes Thursday in, night at
0: eight p.m. Yeah. That's a that's a
1: if Penn State goes, goes in there to Purdue into a hornet's nest and gets a dub, then Purdue might, I mean, then Penn State might have a chance. So, um, but again, at Michigan and home against Ohio State, which I think has already been confirmed that it will not be, um, it's not going to be a night game. Um, I think that's already been confirmed. Um, so that is great. We don't need a white out or, or playing that because that, that can change anything so for Ohio State fans I think we're happy that that's not going to happen Michigan State obviously got to talk a little bit about them um, because if you read the Twitter you would think um, they're the number one team in the country sometimes Um, not sometimes you would think they're the best team that's ever played (laughs) you would think they're Alabama yeah so um, they start off Western Michigan Akron so they're going to Claim the MAC championship right. now. Yeah, away. I want to. I want to be tweeting this out after two weeks because <laughs> what they did last year, it said the champs of the MAC or yeah. whatever they said
0: last year and and whatever. So I'm going to be saying that this year once they're. Probably two and zero after playing two MAC teams, they'll be champs in the MAC, and then they play Washington. So basically, exactly what Michigan did last year—they played Washington and then played two MAC teams in non-conference. So <laughs> I hope the energy is the exact same.
1: I don't know where Washington's at. Last year, it was—it almost made you vomit when you watched them play Michigan because that offense was. was well, really all year they were bad. bad until they fired.
0: They fired that coach Jimmy Lake or whatever his name was. Yeah,
1: so we'll see what happens. They play Minnesota then. Um, Maryland. Maryland, okay, I guess let's talk Maryland for two seconds in the middle of Michigan State here. Maryland returning a ton of starters. They have two as brother. Um, Mike Locksby. Might be an interesting matchup next year because it's a terrible defense in and in a pretty
0: solid offense. Yeah.
1: Mike Locksby. I guess both ways. True. Um, coming from Alabama, has recruited some great players from the South, some speedsters. Um, Maryland's going to throw the ball around. They're going to try to score. So, again, no matter who's playing Maryland in the East when they do play them, they got a chance, I think, to, to score some points and maybe they're going to pull an upset somewhere along the line. Um, so we, we won't just completely ignore Maryland, but Michigan state gets a little more higher profile. And then early October, right off the bat, they play Ohio state. Uh, and you go down a rough three game stretch. Yeah. Uh, I guess, guess they buy, get the buy, but still they get the buy in front of Michigan. Ohio like state, year, Wisconsin but. and Michigan. I mean, those are, yeah. those are not going to be easy games. Um, so we'll find out right away from Michigan state where they stand. um, they got the quarterback back, obviously, who definitely heated up um, at the end of the year. Um, got a solid running game. Michigan State always is going to have a good defense. Uh, and, um, you know, hopefully they don't run into a game like they did in Columbus last year. Um, where they kind of got shredded, but um, they're a good football team. I mean, whether you like Michigan State or not, they're going to play tough. Um, it's just nice to finally have to see them go to Michigan again. Well, yeah. Seems like last every year they've been.
0: Well, the 2020 and 2019, they were at Michigan for some odd reason. So. They put COVID at Michigan. And, but, I mean, there was no advantage to playing at, at, at Michigan. when it's cold, I mean, no advantage to a home rivalry game during COVID. So,
1: so it'll be interesting to see. But, I, again, Michigan State can can win any game. I mean, I'm not arguing that. It, it, do I think they're a national title contender? Well, that maybe is another story. Um, we go to... Ohio State, um, the number two team in the country, according to the coach's poem. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Obviously, Ohio State kind of starts off with um, Notre Dame. And whether Notre Dame is number five, according to a poll or whatever, um, Notre Dame, just by name recognition, becomes a big deal to a game. So in Columbus, Ohio, on a Saturday night start the season, it'll be Marcus Freeman's first game as head coach. Um, I think the Notre Dame offense... regular season game. Yes, yes. Notre Dame um, offense, I feel like, is a little putrid. Um, I, I think we have a very solid defense. I think that defensive line and offensive line for Notre Dame is pretty, pretty veteran. Um, but on the flip side, um, I don't know. I mean, they always have great tight ends, but I think there's a Marcus Freeman um, has not named a starting quarterback. It sounds like they are going back and forth with that. So, um, you know, that game obviously is going to grab the opening week attention for everything. You know, does Marcus Freeman come into Columbus, Ohio, where he played and and beat the Buckeyes? Well, it's possible, so it'll be interesting. Well, whoever is starting at quarterback is going to have a rough start because he's going to be a new quarterback. Yeah. The only good thing is they're probably playing Ohio State defense, you know, who apparently is banged up. Apparently, according to Jim Knowles today. Not happy with – apparently Ohio State's going to be without some starters in the, backfield, in the I don't, backfield. I don't mean
0: that. I just mean like the environment being your first game. Oh, yeah. I team mean, number number two versus number I mean, five. Ohio
1: State coming off the loss to Michigan. Um, I think the fans will be hungry. They haven't played Notre Dame, obviously, in a regular season matchup in a while they've played in, the, in a couple bowl games. But, I mean, if you can't get jacked up for this, I mean, Columbus is going to be rocking – on Saturday night, September 3rd. Um, so it will not be easy, but I, I would say I wish Ohio State's defense was a little tougher because I think they could annihilate Notre Dame, to be honest with you. Um, but we'll see. Our Ohio State then plays Arkansas State. And Toledo at home under the lights. That would be a, a shocking upset. So, I bet if you bet on Toledo with straight up,
0: you, you probably win a lot of won. money if you won. You could. If they
1: won. Um Ohio State plays Wisconsin. Yeah, nice payday. Yeah. Wisconsin, Rutgers. In the east, we end up playing Iowa. Um, Penn State, of course. um, And, again, the good thing is we're, we're playing Penn State. I am not in a whiteout. Ohio State travels to Northwestern. It's always a fun game to see. Usually, Ohio State can take over Evanston. Indiana, Maryland, before Michigan to end the season in Columbus. So, again, for... Those Ohio State fans out there, that offense, offensive backfield, um, I can't think of a better offensive backfield in the country. Um, Running back-wise, with Henderson, C.J. Stroud, and um, the most prolific wide receivers in the country, um, even after getting two drafted in the first round this past year, um, it's going to be interesting to see, I guess. The only thing that worries me is we did – Find out that um, Ohio State, they didn't really have as many injuries. The defense was just putrid last year, but they definitely got ran over by Michigan. So the question is, how much of the underclassmen coming in, the non-starters, and how much is bringing in a new defensive coordinator helped? Ryan Day obviously knew he was on the hot seat with that um, defensive coordinator. So a change was made, and now I guess it's just I was a little alarming, though, listening to Jim Knowles today. This press conference talk about some of the supposed injuries. I didn't even know there were any injury, injuries, but it sounds like um, we'll find out. I think if Ohio State's defense is half, half as good as they were last year, they'll have a chance, I think, to win the Big Ten. So um, offensively, I think it'll be fun to watch. But I thought they were going to be fun to watch against Oregon last year, and well, we know what happened. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So, definitely an interesting schedule. Definitely one of the more tougher schedules Ohio State's had in a long time. So, that's good to see. At least I feel like they'll be proven by the time they get to a playoff, potentially, if they can win out. And then, of course, we get to Michigan. Um, And you probably can talk a lot more about Michigan than me. So, they start out with Colorado State, and then Hawaii
0: and Connecticut should be three pretty easy wins. And then they get Maryland at home. Uh, It'll be the first Big Ten matchup. Like last year they played Rutgers in the first Big Ten matchup and they kind of slept through the entire game. So um, they'll have to come out ready to go because Maryland will come out offensively and and probably they'll either come out and throw five interceptions or they're going to come out and throw six touchdowns. So um, like last year I think Michigan had 59 points in the third quarter and Maryland I think had about – Fourteen. So um, last year, maybe they the defense got to uh, to his brother, but I don't know if they will this year. So um, Maryland will come out offensively pretty strong, and then I think a, a true testament will be Week Five at Iowa. Um, I don't think they have announced the time, but I assume it will be a night game just to try and uh, really get the the crowd going, uh, which I don't think they really need any help doing, but. Um, that'll be a true testament. Um, do I think Iowa is more talented than Michigan? Absolutely not. But um, Iowa has had has had has made some upsets before. Um, recently, they beat Michigan in 2016 when they were 9-0, number two in the country. So um, they've done that before. They obviously beat Ohio State just a few years ago. Last year, they beat Penn State. I know it was early in the season, but um, so it was a matchup this year, I guess, as well. So. Um, it will be a pretty crazy atmosphere, I'm certain, and um, hopefully they're quiet by the end of the night. Um, Indiana, I don't know what to say about Indiana. I really th- was disappointed in last year. Um, I mean, it was like they fell off a map or I fell off the table. I mean, they just was.
1: I, I think Indiana's unbelievable. met reached its peak, and I yeah. think, unfortunately I think I I, I think it's going to be a rough couple years. <laughs> yeah.
0: <Indiana. I> mean, <laughs> last year I was really. I really thought they'd be good. And then Michael Penix, I think, transferred away from Indiana, too. Um, and I'm not saying that he was great. I think he was probably pretty much equivalent to um, maybe a little bit worse than Tua's brother at Maryland. Like, he could he could throw for the yards, he could throw for the touchdowns, but the key was the turnovers, the interceptions, the, the bad decisions he made. Um, and he made a lot of them last year, probably resulting in why he transferred out. Um, and then Penn State at home um, – I feel like it's probably a game that Michigan shouldn't have any issues with. I know Penn State will be good, but um, other than the COVID, the COVID year, uh, Michigan's thoroughly beat down Penn State under Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, twenty sixteen they beat them forty nine to ten, I think, and then twenty eighteen Penn State came in as, I think a top ten team and lost forty two to seven. So, um, and last year they beat Penn State at Penn State, um, which was the first time they had beat them at Penn State since twenty fifteen. Um, so. I think that'll be a, a good game but I don't really know if I believe that much in Penn State um, the week uh, I guess they had to buy them then they have Michigan State which um, hopefully is a um, a game where they can get some bad taste out of their mouth from last year I mean I, I was thinking about I was looking at like the games under Harbaugh at, against Michigan I mean against Michigan State in one score games Michigan's own 4 against Michigan State so it shows you Michigan State just scraps and fights their way, and like last year, I think Michigan should have won uh, nine times out of ten with the way they played over Michigan State, and it's just the one time Michigan Michigan State did beat them, and they deserve the credit. Um, Whether you want to say that that things happen, but um, Michigan State won the game. That's all that matters. Um, They won their Super Bowl last year, and Michigan won the Big Ten. So um, I guess Michigan State was happy with becoming or coming in third in the East. So. Um, they'll be coming out for um, it'll be a good game uh, it'll be very electric I'm certain and hopefully Michigan absolutely just destroys them and that would make me a much happier person um, then Rutgers and Nebraska, Illinois um, out of those three I think it's late in the year with Rutgers so I think they'll probably have been beaten up a few times last year they came into Michigan
1: tickets saw.
0: they came into Michigan last year 3-0 and probably played their best game of the season, and then from there on out I think only won maybe one or two more games the rest of the year. So um, it shows you that I think they kind of just got beat and then they just kind of fell apart. And I don't know if it's um, Greg Shiano's going to be a better coach or if he's not really a great fit now. or I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, I don't really see them being anything special in Nebraska. A one-score, anytime you play Nebraska and it's a one-score game, you know you won. If it's a close game, you already know you won. So um, I don't really know if I expect much from Nebraska, especially at Michigan. Uh, With Illinois, not really anything to talk about there. And then obviously closing out uh, at Columbus. So um, you would think, obviously, there's a good chance that um, Michigan or Ohio State will probably slip up before the game. But um, I think it's a two-headed monster in the Big Ten uh, between Michigan and Ohio State. And uh, reading some things... um, Harbaugh said he thinks the defense this year is already better than they were last year. Yeah, I thought and he said the conditioning, kind of he said, is better than last year. Um, and I, I read that J.J. McCarthy has been 100% ready to go for, I think, about about a couple of weeks now, maybe almost a month. Um, he's been back to throwing 100%, and they said he can he's throwing the ball 70 yards I
1: think have some of the best wide receivers in
0: the country. Well, I think it's a little bit different, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but um, Michigan doesn't play a style of offense that yields the numbers yeah. where Ohio yeah, I State mean, does, I think but, but I, think, they're, they're, I think Michigan has some tremendous receivers and obviously like, Ohio yeah, State. People obviously. recognize
1: it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, saying, I think people are going to hear more about Michigan's wide receivers than they've had in the
0: past. Yeah, I think they should this year. I mean, they have, um, they'll have Roman Wilson who will be coming into his third year um, and then Ronnie Bell who last year would have been a senior but obviously gets another year. I mean, he was redshirted, I assume, and then also with COVID years, so technically he could play another year after that. But um, they said he um, is looking better than he did last year. His his, um, his agility is better than last year. So um, I would think a whole year, basically, of recovery, you would think would yield pretty good returns. Um, and then A.J. Henning, um, I'm trying to think of other, re- other receivers off the top of my head. Andrew Anthony, Cornelius Johnson. Um, they have um, there's a recruit. Christian Dixon, and then another guy that I can't think of his name, or not Christian Dixon. Um, well, he has, is a guy that it was a recruit from. He'll be going into sophomore year, but I can't think of the guy's name. Darius Clemens, who was probably about a six foot two, two hundred and twenty pound receiver, and then they have another guy, Marion Walker, who's about six foot four, maybe hundred and eighty pounds. They say both of them are going to be tremendous. So um, they have AJ Henning, like I said, Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson, Andrew Anthony. Um, and I think Donovan Edwards. I think Donovan Edwards is a better running back than Blake Corum, but um, hopefully he gets the ability to show that this year. Well, I think a he's time transfer
1: right from Virginia Tech. Right? Yeah, the center.
0: Virginia. Um, one of the two. Yeah, I think it was Virginia. Um, he was rated, I think, as the number one transfer in the country. But um, turning back, uh, the returning three offensive linemen, and then adding the number one center in the country, um, probably does good things for the offensive line. And I think it was announced Trent Jones will be. The other starter on the line, which he was there last year he played, um, he wasn't a starter though, but um, offensive line will be good. Um, tight ends return both their um, impactful, I think actually three, but um, they return Lu- uh, Luke Schoonmaker and Eric Hall. Running backs, you return Corum and Donovan Edwards, which I, I think that the running back situation is probably better than it was last year. I think the quarterback room is better than it was last year. I think the receiving room was is better than it was last year. I um, offensive line, I think, is pretty pretty good. The defense, I think, is more. Defensive line is where um, some guys, if you're not a Michigan fan, you probably wouldn't know some of the names. But um, they lost, um, obviously, Jabo and Hutchinson to the NFL. And then they also lost uh, Chris, can't think of his name, one of the other defensive linemen. He went pro, which I thought was a mistake. But he went pro, so can't go back now. Um, but another lineman that went pro, but... Um, they'll have some guys that played last year that maybe weren't starters. And one guy that I think is, um, going to be one of the standout names on that defense is junior Colson, a linebacker last year was, um, freshman all American. So, um, he will be probably the name on the defense this coming year. I can't think of anyone else. That's really going to be, um, somebody that played last year that didn't already have a big name as is. So, um, I think they'll be very good. I think they'll be strong. I think um, their offense will be the strongest that they've been under Harbaugh, which I don't know if that's saying that much, but um, defense will be solid. But I think the offense will be 10 times better than any offense they've had under Harbaugh. So hopefully they can throw the ball and let it loose and uh, get their receivers their, their names and so build them up.
1: The East, obviously, as we just said, gets more notoriety. Ohio State was ranked two in the coaches' poll to start the season. means absolutely nothing, but I'm just telling you, Michigan – what what people perceived as Michigan was sixth, uh, Michigan State was fourteenth, Wisconsin was twentieth, and I don't think I see any other Big Ten schools in the top. Yeah,
0: I think there might have been twenty. Like if you go by like who also got points or votes or whatever, I think there were other teams that were you know in the top maybe forty or whatever.
1: Um, we, but but I mean that's what the other coaches are saying. So um so let's go with some predictions i guess so out west um, i'll let you go first i, I well, i'll go first i, I think purdue is going to win the west um i think wisconsin's defense is going to struggle um i really don't like that fact they've only got three returning starters on defense for a team that usually wins on defense um i think iowa's got a really tough schedule um i think they're going to lose to ohio state and michigan right there's already two losses and um i'm I think they lose to Purdue. There's three. So, I mean, I think I, I think Iowa's got a, got a tough little schedule there, and I think Purdue's going to come out. My, my, my prediction could be over come the first Thursday in <laughs> September, but I, I'll take Purdue out west. Purdue wins the Big Ten west. What's your take? So, if I look at
0: the west – Obviously, Northwestern and Illinois and Nebraska, And I don't think Minnesota's going to be that great. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll shock me and win the West. But I just don't buy into them right now. Um, and I don't want to pick uh, Iowa because it's just not – you don't You don't win playing the way that they play usually. Um, assuming no injuries, I think Wisconsin and Purdue are the best in the West. But I'll stick with the status quo of Wisconsin – um, and go against your pick so we have something on the line instead of us both picking the exact same team. So, okay. But I think, I think it will be um, – I think you have your bottom tier, and then you have maybe – I don't, I don't want to say now that Minnesota isn't, doesn't have a chance, but I just don't know if I really like them. I don't know if I really believe Tanner Morgan in a, in a situation like that, if he were playing against Ohio State or Michigan or Michigan State or Penn State. Do I really think that he's going to win a game? No, I'm not saying I don't know who they have on the schedule anymore. I already forgot it. But um, do I think that the, if they went to the Big Ten Championship, do I think he's going to win them a game? No, I think he might get hurt before the first quarter is over.
1: All right, so there, there's our predictions out west, out east, out start. Um, I think Ohio State rolls through their schedule. Um, I think Notre Dame's game is going to be a lot closer than people think, not because I think Notre Dame's that great of a team, but because it's the first game of the year. Um, I think Ohio State will definitely um, come out fired up, but I don't think Marcus Freeman's going to let Notre Dame walk in and just get run over either. So I think because it's the first game of the year, I think Ohio State and Notre Dame play a pretty decent game, close game. I think Ohio State gets the dub there. Um, I think Ohio State's good enough to beat Michigan State. I don't think they're going (laughs) to demolish them like they did. Um, it always scares me to think of Iowa coming to Columbus because I got flashbacks to, to year Iowa unleashed on Ohio State. Um, I think this Ohio State team's built a little bit differently with the mindset. So I think Ohio State rolls through the Big Ten East. I think Michigan rolls through the Big Ten East. I think Michigan's schedule sets up perfect for them um, to, to even get those players, even on defense, where Jim Harbaugh says they're better than last year's defense. I don't quite buy that, but I think by the time they play Ohio State, I think they'll be as veteran as need be. I think Ohio State, I think Michigan and Ohio State come in both ranked in the top five in the college football playoff. Um, Well, I think if they're both undefeated, that would be kind of wild just because, you know, or Alabama and
0: Georgia don't play each other. So if Ohio State and Michigan both come into the final week of the season undefeated, we might have four teams that are undefeated Mm -hmm. as top four. I mean, that would be something that I don't think we'll ever see again, but I just think that would so, be wild to think about. I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> like, they truly could be, but I doubt it will happen. I'm sure I mean, Michigan will fall I mean, to someone. Everybody
1: knows I'm an Ohio State fan. Um, to me, Ohio State's offense is the best offense in the country. I don't care who Alabama has. I don't care who Michigan has. Ohio State's offense is the best in the country. Their offensive line is a little younger, but I think offensively Ohio State's the best offense in the country. Um the thing that scares me is I just I think the Ohio State defense needs a couple years. The players, the message boards are already lit up about the concerns on defense in the years to come as well because of the lack of good recruiting in the defensive category. I think everyone thinks Ryan Day wants to go offensively. Um, and, you know, bad weather sometimes, tough weather can hurt an offense. I'd much rather have this solid defense that can come in. I gotta pick Ohio State playing at home in Columbus against Michigan. I think obviously they're gonna be um, they're gonna be motivated. They're gonna want to win. I think the biggest question is: Does a undefeated Ohio State and a once defeated Michigan and Columbus both get into the college football playoff? To me, that's 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 the question. Um,
0: I think it maybe depends on on how whether if it's Ohio State that loses or Michigan loses, how they handled the rest of their schedule as well. Wow. So, I mean, like, if, if Michigan loses one time and they're 11-1, they lost at Ohio State, say it's a f- touchdown game or a, a field goal game, I don't think there's anyone else that should, deserves a four-spot well, yeah, more I than mean, them. But I mean,
1: I just I think that's going to be That's the problem pressure. with
0: the, the Big Ten, the top, the top two teams last year played each other and obviously knocked one of them out, and the, big t- the, the SEC doesn't I mean, do that. I think that, as so. much
1: motivation as Ohio State has from losing to Michigan, um, Michigan has just as much to play for as well with the fact that they not absolutely manhandled by Georgia. So I think they want to prove. And um, obviously Jim Harbaugh knows his team. He thinks they're better than he thinks they are better. But um, offensively, Michigan's going to be a lot more settled in from where they were last year. But again, playing in Columbus I mean, that, to me, that's the edge. I think Ohio State beats Michigan. I think Ohio State goes in and, and beats Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game. And I think Ohio State is undefeated going into the college football playoff. Um, again, though, I'll tell you right now, as an Ohio State fan, that defense just until I see a couple games, and I mean, you're going to hear us every week during the season. I'll let you know what I truthfully think, but right now, I have no, nothing to make me believe that they're going to be better besides the fact that they got a coach that coached solid defenses. Um, but it also scares me because he was a coach in the Big 12, and we always like making fun of their defenses, right? I mean, remember that one year? I mean, the games were 63-66 to 66 every year, every yeah. week. So, again, um, Knowles has a lot to prove. Ryan Day, he, he is driving a convertible on offense. Um, the question is, is a station wagon on defense? So, um, I don't even think it needs, it doesn't need to be a convertible on defense, just needs to be a Honda, and I think Ohio State's okay. So, uh, I'm going to, of course, pick the Homer pick. I got to pick Ohio State. Uh, Deep down, I I think they are the best team in the Big Ten, but the best team doesn't always win either. So, I'll go with Ohio State in the Big Ten.
0: So, for my pick, um, obviously, I'm once again going to go away from you just to make things more fun as well. Um, I'll go with my team as well. But um, something that I wanted to talk about was the fact that, obviously, Michigan lost their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. They promoted within on offensive, How they promoted uh, Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss to the coordinator uh, co- coordinator and co-coordinator, which was exactly what I wanted to see and exactly what I thought they would do. Uh, with the defensive coordinator position, um, people really like to make fun of the Jesse Minter um selection uh but at the same time he was with the baltimore ravens organization so he's basically a mike mcdonald um clone um and then they also made fun of him for being for his production at vanderbilt but um he coached at vanderbilt so if you um you're 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 dealing with the cards that were given or dealt to you so i really don't think that um basing him off of what happened at vanderbilt is really a very good uh very good measuring point but Um, Obviously, last year, Mike McDonald had to prove himself and obviously did that. Um, And I think Jesse Minter has the exact same um, ability this year and opportunity to do that. So um, I think they return a lot of really good players. Um, I think they're in a position where they have um, a pretty good defense. I don't think it's obviously, like, anything special. I don't think it's, like... Like Georgia, like it's not like that type of defense where it's just you know something to really brag about, but um, a defense that keeps them in games and an offense that I think can win a lot of games. Um, is it the best offense in the country? Absolutely not, but um, I think they have the ability to be. I think they have. It's the first time that they have the ability to have a quarterback who I don't know who they're going to go with. Um, I think either way, um, they're both good quarterbacks. I think um, McCarthy obviously offers them more ability to. Um, have a more of a current um, offensive style of being able to run and have that dual-threat ability. Um, Cade McNamara McNamara, McNamara is a very, um, I don't want to say game manager because I think he is able to win games, but um, he's a very accurate quarterback that um, lacks the athletic ability of uh, J.J. McCarthy, but um, has the ability to throw it around to about six different guys every week, maybe seven. Um, so I think they have the ability to um, kind of just spread out the offensive wealth, um, and an offensive line that's the number one offensive line in the country. And then they have Quorum, who is kind of the, the shifty, quick guy, and then Donovan Edwards, who is quick. I don't know if he's as shifty, but he's a little bit bigger. I would say he's probably six foot two twenty. Um, has the ability to kind of run through you, and then also has the ability to catch the ball in the backfield. And he probably has. And I've read this before that he has the best hands on the football team, and uh, last year he, he caught a pass one-handed and didn't even like bring his other hand in. He just he just reeled it in last year against Ohio State. So um, uh, that's a pretty good offense, I think, in my opinion. In defense, I think that's more of where the the replacement will have to be. Um, they bring in Will Johnson, who was a five-star cornerback uh, from last year, um, and I think he'll get plenty of playing time. I think he has the ability to be a huge impact starter um, in one in year one. Um, Turner from last year, who was if if he wasn't number one, he was he was one B to Vincent Gray in the cornerback position. Um, so Turner will have a good D I I think will be a big name in the defense. The defensive line, um, obviously, like I said, losing a on Hutchinson and then also Chris. And I can't think of his last name still. Um, uh, but that hurts. But at the same time, they're um, they got Mike Morris. They've got Chris Jenkins who played a lot last year. Um, I guess I'd have to look at the roster. For the other names that I can't think of right now, but they have some other good guys that played last year that will have the ability to make names for themselves um, on the defensive line this year. But um, returning linebackers, obviously they lost Josh Ross, but to me, in my opinion, he was the worst linebacker. He was just a uh, a senior, so I think he kind of got the position and he was kind of a guy that um, knew how to play football, but was he as athletic as the other guys? Absolutely not. So... um, And then safety, they lost Brad Hawkins, but I think he was kind of the same position as Josh Ross. I think he was a guy that knew football, but was he the best safety really athletically? No. Um, So they got Rod Moore, and then they also have, I can't think of the other player's name, or safety's name right off the top of my head right now. But um, he played last year, um, had a pick against Michigan State, played some pretty good games last year as a freshman, um, and I think he'll be pretty pretty good as well. Um, So I think all around um, it's a better team than they were last year. Um, and I think their, their preseason um, pick is uh, or number six in the country is pretty accurate. I think are they the best team in the country? Absolutely not. But do I think they have the ability to win every game on their schedule? Absolutely. So that's who I'm going to go with. Um, Got to go in a different direction. Do I think Ohio State's really good? Of course I do. Um, I thought they were really good last year in, in Michigan and did end up beating them. Um, it was a bet that I was happy to lose. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a two-headed monster. And I think both teams have the ability to come in 11-0. and um, I think Michigan's probably more likely to lose a game before that than Ohio State is. But I think it will set up for a pretty interesting afternoon on November 26th.
1: Yeah, should be interesting to obviously see how it all plays out because every year these predictions are made and probably 98 out of 100 times all these predictions are always wrong too. Uh, uh, because someone's going to surprise us someone's going to play to their opponents um, greatness or non-greatness however you want to play to their level yeah and um, you know they're college kids who are getting paid a lot of money now so you know motivation for some of them may be a little different than others too i mean that's something that's different than ever before in college football as well so um you know a lot of A lot of things have changed. The one thing that hasn't changed is the pageantry, the tradition, and the excitement of Saturdays. Um, You know, there's nothing like NFL Sundays, I agree, but to me there's nothing like college football on Saturdays, in Thursdays, and whatever other days they seem to move it to. Um, With that being said, there is so much we still have to talk about. We haven't talked about, obviously, the outside Power Five conference teams, which we don't think are as strong as they have been um, in college football. Um, we, of course, as talked about, said we got tons of NFL predictions and, and previews we got to do. Um, the PGA Tour and L I B just had a huge court case. Shocking news came out of there. Um, just now, breaking news that um, a judge just ruled on those players being able to play and LIV um, making some shocking news about, how their players are getting paid um got to talk about probably next time as well serena announcing that she's going to retire so it looks like probably the u.s open will be her will um, be her last good, yeah final I mean, goodbye and there's nothing i think everybody in the sports world will look at that as one of those moments that i remember where they were when serena walks off that court in new york in just a few weeks so um there's so much to talk about um we might even be able to talk about the detroit lions and hard knocks i think that yeah. Tonight as well. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. But. So um, I think I think it's tonight. Maybe it's next Tuesday, but I, I thought it was tonight. So I mean there's so much we haven't talked about Deshaun Watson and, and that situation. He probably won't play for the Cleveland Browns this year. So there's so much to talk about. So next week we'll have a full a full slate of predictions, previews, more break. If if that's just all breaking in the last few days and we haven't even talked about it, I can't even tell you probably how much we're gonna have to talk about come next week. So there's our Big Ten preview. Next week, we'll get back at it.